LIW Westworld Review is cursed. It hasn't won an award in 108 years. Loitering in Wonderland Westworld Review. Hello, citizens. I started talking right when the music cut off. Welcome to LIW Westworld Review. That is really hard for me to say for some reason. I kept trying to do the intro for this, and I kept fucking it up just constantly. It's like over and over. I could not get it right. Okay, guys. This episode is episode four. But in the Westworld show, it's 102 Chestnut. I don't I don't know why it's called Chestnut. I really have no idea. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Guys, I was, I was up late celebrating the Cubs win. Um... I'll be honest, I'm a little fucking tired. I, I was up very late. And and now I'm just, I just like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to speak this whole fucking episode. I'm not, uh, uh, Cubs aren't my team, per se. I'm, I'm, I'm a White Sox fan, but I, I support anything Chicago. I'm a Chicago sports fan. I even had a Chicago, LIW Chicago sports review before I canceled it because uh, it turns out I don't, I don't want to talk about sports most of the time. You can't just riff on sports like you can on movies and TV. Uh, it's just kind of boring for me to do. Anyway, point is, um, congrats to the Cubs. Not that they're fucking listening to this. or but So congrats to the fans of the Cubs. It's a long-ass drought there. Your life's... I bet if you put four people in a room, the average, like a teenage Cub fan, that's not... You would not equal 108 years. You need a lot of people in the room. It's fucking crazy that it's just been that long. Anyway, um... So yeah, congrats. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know where I was going with the number thing. Obviously, if you put four people in a room that are teenagers, it's not going to equal 100. Well, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking there. Oh, my God. Like I said, not going to be able to speak today. I'm just going to start with the show. Jimmy Simpson is in the show. This episode, not on not on the podcast. That'd be weird. That'd be cool. I would not argue or resist in any way against that. No, but he's on, uh, he's on Westworld. Guys, it's fucking cool. He's in, I, I think I know him mostly from It's Always Sunny, um, you know, in Philadelphia. That's where It's Always Sunny, where it's not. The point is, he's awesome, and he's on this show now. He even He's even in that Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter movie, and that movie's terrible, but he makes it watchable in, in his scenes. Anyway, his name is William, or Billy, they call him sometimes, and he's with his friend Logan, and they're they're going to Westworld, basically, and they're saying this is his first time. His friend Logan has been there a few times. He's kind of showing him the ropes. Um, they're, they're, the robots are interviewing William. And they're basically like, you have any heart conditions? And they're kind of like checking and be like, we want to see what you can handle so we don't fucking kill you. Because, you know, the history of the park, we kind of got to check that out from now on. But he's like, I don't know. And he, he gets dressed and he does all the clothes and shit. And then he picks out a white hat because he's a good guy. You know, he's a good guy. Um... And they cut to Elise, and she's worried. She's back at the lab, and she's worried that whatever Peter Abernathy had when he was freaking out over that photograph he found, he, she's worried that, that it could be contagious, and she says so to speak, because obviously they're fucking robots. They can't, they're not, they're not flesh and blood. There's a band in high school uh, that I, oh, some guys in my class were in, and their, their original name was One Away From Breathing. And I was like, that's a, that's a fine name for a metal band. They're a metal band, by the way. I was like, that's a fine name. Then they changed their name to Flesh and Blood Robot. And I was like, oh, no, no, sweeties, don't do that. That's just, that's too fucking metal for your own good. It's, it's just so, I gotta say, one of the worst band names I've ever heard. 
It's just terrible. Pet Shop Boys might be might be a little worse. String Cheese Incident might be a little worse. Um, but it's up there. It's got to be up there. The difference is you know of those two bands. Anyway, I don't know if they're still a band anymore. I haven't looked it up in, I don't know. It's been 13, 14 years. Anyway, where the fuck was I going with this? Um, I guess we'll find out. Dolores is walking around, and she keeps hearing the man in black. She keeps hearing Ed Harris talking to her, and he's like, remember, remember. Like the... The raccoon from American Dad. I'm going to keep making American Dad references in this show. Why well, don't I do a, I should do an American Dad uh, podcast. Although it's kind of a show that makes fun of itself. So what am I going to talk about? Remember that line when they, what am I going to do? That? I don't fuck, yeah, fuck that. I'm not going to do that. Scrap that idea. That, that did, That's not going to go anywhere. Anyway. Um, suddenly she like sees, she turns around and everyone is dead around her. Like in basically like day or two previously where they because basically they everyone if someone comes in and kills everybody in town they just at night reset the scene like a etch a sketch that you shake it just gets reset and it just like it never happened so she's kind of like but they still have this weird memory bank that they can access and they set up in the first one of the first scenes of the show of the first episode they set that up where they kind of have it but it's supposed to be like a subconscious and they're not really supposed to it's supposed to think of it as dreams they're not supposed to think of it as a memory or, or real. Um, so it's kind of, I love this idea that they're just kind of like, wait, that, that did happen. Did that happen? And then it's kind of like them becoming aware of something more going on. I love this fucking concept. It's so interesting to me. That's why I love the show. The, everything they do in the show, they introduce, I'm like, oh, yes. Loving this, loving this. So um, anyway. Maeve tells her to move. She's like, I don't want you out front. People thinking that's what I'm advertising in here. Come on, get out of here. You look crazy. And then she whispers to her. She's like, these violent delights have violent ends. And Maeve's like, the fuck? Wait, what? And it like unlocks her brain. And you realize it's going to be the same thing that happened to that um, Dolores' dad did to her when he said that to her. It just kind of like, you think it's the dad at that point that did it to her, but really it was kind of a combination of the dad doing that and mostly the man in black. When he dragged her, drugged when he when he dragged her into the. Uh, it's an ongoing theme of this of my shows, by the way, where I pretend like I don't know the proper term, the proper tense, or the proper phrasing, whatever you'll figure it out. Anyway, he uh, he he dragged drugged her into the the shed and he kind of like. It looks like, it looks like he's going to physically raped her, but it, it seems more like he mentally raped her. If anything, it's this weird because she's literally hearing his voice. So he did something in there that didn't involve his dick, unless his dick admits truth or you know wisdom of some, some sort. I don't know. I tell women I, mine can do that, and it works fairly well. Um, Clifton Collins Jr. He's in this fucking show. I love this actor. I liked him since the movie uh, 187, if you've ever seen that. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. He's pretty great in it. He he is a, one of the... I don't want to know if I want to spoil it, but if you want to... I'm going to spoil it, so hit the fast forward 15 seconds, whatever, on your iTunes. Um, he dies in the movie, and it's one of the most hilarious death scenes I've ever seen in my life. He's just like... Gets shot with an arrow, and he looks down. He's like, fucking Indians. It's fucking hilarious. Go watch the movie if you haven't. Welcome back. Uh, guys, I, I will spoil that for you, and um, I will not talk about any further how Clifton Collins Jr. Um, contracts AIDS in 187. No, not really. Um, so Lawrence, he plays a character named Lawrence. He's about to be hanged. Um, hunged? Hunged? He's about to be hanged, by the, but the man in black frees him. He kills all the people. He lets him go. Uh, but he doesn't, like, let him go, let him go. He just kind of lets him be tied up still. 
and drags him off with a horse. Um, he shows him the scalp from the first from the first episode that he has with the map on it, and he says he wants to find out how deep the game goes. I don't, I don't really know what this means, but it's super fucking interesting to me. And this is the this show is setting up so many different things, but they also touch on them from time to time. So it reminds me of Lost, but done right. If you ever watched the show Lost, you know what I'm fucking talking about. And if you haven't seen it, just understand this. Lost will set up 15 questions and answer one and a half per episode. Episode? Did I say episode? Well, it sets, it sets, it'll be like, how come this is happening? And Why is it this? Who's this guy? Where's that smoke monster? Why are there fucking bears? Why are there panda bears? Not panda bears. <laughs> Why are there, uh, what are the white ones called? Holy shit. Wow. I told you. The Arctic bears. Snow bears. Um, um, penguin bears, uh, pass, pass, pass. Um, but I really can't think of the fucking name of those bears, by the way. Um, but they set up all these questions and they'll be like one after another in the episode. And then you have one guy go, by the way, my name's Jim. And you're like, oh, that's his name. Okay. And he's like, and my mission here is, uh, it's very secret, but I can let you in on it. You see how I was sent here and then bang. And it's like, oh, almost, I almost got that one. Oh, that was a half an answer. Oh, that was close. And then something happens, and they run off, and you don't get the fucking rest of the answer. And that's pretty much how it goes for, what, six seasons of Lost? It's the most aptly named show of all time, I got to say. I love it, though. I, I love it to death. And it has a similar theme with uh, the last season of Lost. They kind of are unlocking their memories of each other. And I'm not going to say why or what. It doesn't matter. When you watch it, you'll figure it out. And they're kind of... Um, I don't want to spoil too much if you haven't seen Lost. Go watch Lost. Um, and this is kind of similar where they're, they're realizing the world around them isn't what they think it is. And it's kind of, they're unlocking their brains in, in the robot, the robots are. So we got that going on. We got the man in black chasing down this deep game. He wants to see how deep it goes. I think there's levels. And at first it sounds like when they say the further out you get, the deeper you get into the game. It sounds like they're talking about physically, like or geographically, um, in the map, like literally going outside of town, the main town that we see, which is what Stillwater or something like that. No, is that Stillwater from um, <laughs> that GTA type game? Um, anyway, I don't fucking know. I but it, it sounds more like it's um, is it Sweetwater? Is the name of this town Sweetwater? Yeah, the um, it's in the back of my fucking poster for this show. I should know. The my point is, I think it's more of a deep, as in com- the complexities of the game. Like or even literally into the ground. I can't tell which one they're trying to say. If he because he's looking for a map for something, I assume. I don't, actually I don't assume anything yet because they haven't gotten there. I've seen the first five episodes now, so but they don't reveal anything yet. So we'll get there. Um, Maeve is having memories um, because of what um, Dolores said to her. It's like she's having this memory of her family being slaughtered by these Indians. And then they're watching her, and she's just sitting there in the in her uh, whorehouse, just staring at her hand. And like they said, so they issue issue her for a recall. They're gonna bring her in, and you know, scrap her. I guess I don't know. So at the same time, Lee is writing a storyline about these Indians, and he gets mad, and he punches one in the fucking nose. He has a big ass dick nose, uh, and I'm like, the poor fucking actor just has that nose, and you're just making fun of him, that poor fucking guy. I think of the same thing when fat, like super fat people or super old people are in scenes, and the, the joke is that they're super old or super fat, and you're like, oh well, that sucks for that actor that sit there and be ridiculed all fucking day. That's a, that's they got that's their paycheck is to what's laugh at how fat he is because really that's what you're doing. 
I know you're making a movie or you think you're making art, what the fuck you think you're doing, but you're just making fun of a fat guy for seven hours a day. So Ford um, goes up uh, goes up top, Anthony Hopkins. He goes up to the to Westworld, and he starts walking around, and he runs into this kid, and he starts talking to this fucking kid, and they have a little bit in common. And I'm like, is this fucking kid Anthony Hopkins? Is it himself or is it his kid? His kid died, and he made his robot kid. My, my, I guess my main theory would be that it's fucking him because he says, my dad always says this. And he goes, mine too, the kid. He said, my mom does this, mine too. And it's like, okay, I get it. They're very similar. Are they the same? Or I don't fucking care. Who? They don't really go into that much detail with it, so it doesn't fucking matter yet. The men in black, he brings Lawrence home because he found out a secret about him, I guess. And then he, his family's there, his wife and his daughter. Or so I assume they're his wife and his daughter. I know it's his wife. I don't know about his daughter. Um, he, the man in black, kills everybody in town, basically, because they're trying to rescue Lawrence, I think. And then Luke and security, they cut back to the, to the, what the fuck, the, what do they want, what do I want to call this? The, uh, the security room? I don't know. The fucking, where the scientists are. The lair. The, the, the murky depths of the, of the lair. He's like, uh, the man in black gets whatever he wants. That man gets whatever he wants. And he said he's been going there for 30 years, I guess. Um, the man in black holds a gun to them, get to Clifton Collins Jr.'s wife's head, and he fucking shoots her. And then uh, he goes to shoot the little girl, and then she becomes, she just like becomes the fucking oracle from the Matrix. And she's like, this maze isn't meant for you. Follow the blood Oriah to the place where the snake lays its eggs. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? Who is this kid? I get that she's a robot, but she's like a weird puzzle piece that's just been inserted, and you not you don't know that. What if he shot the little girl for I don't know. Fuck it, I don't. Okay, we got an oracle. Like I don't know why she knows this shit. I, don't, I guess she's just been programmed to know this. Other than, isn't it creepy when little kids are are the you know the catalyst for this sort of stuff? Or when they're when they're evil, they're scarier. When they when they're all knowing, they're scarier. When they go catatonic like she does, and just say blanks like weird riddles it's it's creepier other than that i have no fucking idea why this little girl knows this i mean i know she's not a real little girl she's a fucking robot so who fucking cares it doesn't matter but it's just i was like okay why why are they doing this i don't, I don't know why they had to do this route so um ford is out like i said he's out there talking to this kid and he's watching he's looking at this empty stretch of land he can tell he's come up with an idea and he's like basically Falls just short of telling this robot kid to fuck off. He's like, why don't you go back to your parents or whatever the fuck ever? Get the fuck out of here, kid. Yeah, go. Go. Yeah. Go play with another snake again, you psychopath kid. Um, they reveal that Bernard and Teresa are banging. I don't know why they have to do this. I don't, I don't really care. Jeffrey Wright is getting laid. I guess that's good. That's good. To, that's good to know. He's a he's a gentle lover. It appears like he looks like he's not sweaty too much. Maybe he's like a slow slow burn, and she seems satisfied. And she keeps doing it. It's been a while, I guess. So he he you know that's good to know. It's good to know for his character that Bernard is he's a he's a fuck machine. No, he's not a fuck machine. He's a he's a love machine. He's not sweaty. When you're a fuck machine, you're sweaty and you're like oh fluids. But when you're laying there lounge back, he's like laying on his back with his hand you know his elbows up. Hands folded behind his head. He's like, yep, got in there, got the job done. Swing a big dick. Um, Maeve tells the customer, 
a story about getting off a boat and then oh, fuck, you know, like some bullshit story she's programmed. And then she like smoothly hands him a hooker and he walks away. She tells him a story about like, and then I did this. Anyway, here's a hooker. Like, what? It had nothing to do with sexy or anything like that. It just gets him in the mood of like, oh, that was a story. Oh, I'm missing getting laid. It isn't, I don't know why it has to feed into the thing, you know, go fucking a hooker. She turns to Teddy to talk, and he's like, "That you know, the story really was this. And, and then Teddy gets shot in the fucking face, and then a bunch of times in the chest. This guy just shoots the shit out of her, out of him. And then she has, Maeve has this flashback to her family being killed by Indians. It's this really weird scene where, you know, they're killing her whole family. She runs inside. Um, this Indian starts walking past the window, and then when he gets to the door, and not it. It's meaning it's a robot. Not it as in because it's an Indian. Okay, I want you back off. I know the Cubs beat the Indians, but it doesn't mean I'm, you know, want to. You know what I'm saying? Fuck. All right. So the Indian walks past the window, and then he turns into the man in black when he walks to the door. And he walks forward, and she can't shoot him. It appears like he's like a weird virus. Like, uh, I hate to make another Matrix reference, but he's like uh, Agent Smith. He, like, gets in your mind. He's like, remember. And... It's weird. I'm like, is he? I think he's like programming their brains or some sort. I don't know what the fuck he's doing exactly. How he's doing it, I don't know. I'm assuming they're gonna get there, but he was like, he's like getting in their minds and changing their memories and shit. I don't know how he's doing it, but anyway, she wakes up and it's during surgery, and they're like, you didn't put her in sleep mode. Oh my god! And she's running around, and then she sees she runs into a different uh, warehouse thing. I don't know what you want to call it. And then she sees uh, Teddy's body in a pile because he just got shot a bunch of times. And it's like the pile where they, now we got to work on this body and then put it back on the world. They got to like heal the wounds, I guess, stitch it back up. I don't know how they do that because this is a robot and it's not real flesh. I don't know. I assume they know what they're doing. You know, science, science, I get it, whatever. Anyway, um, Dolores follows the man in black's voice to find a gun buried out in the desert just outside of her house. It's basically where her dad found that photograph. And you make it, it makes you wonder if the man in black put the photograph there or not. Um, but he's basically trying to wake her up. And I think this is the next level he's looking for, is, like, to fuck with the park. Maybe he's opening up a competing resort. I don't know. I don't know Ed Harris's motives yet. So, um, Lee, the British guy who's from, like, a CSI show, he tells his long he tells this long story, this new narrative he's working on with the Indians, and he's like, it's called Red what is it, Red River Adventure. With our customers get to know the person they're interested in meeting the most themselves. And it's like this long fucking thing. And Lee goes, No. And he's like, Well, why not? And then he's like, It lacks originality. It tells me more about you than anybody else. And he's Lee's like, Well, isn't there anything you like about it? He basically cries. It was this adorable scene where he's so vulnerable. And it's very uncomfortable to watch. It's, it's, it's excruciating. And he's just like, I don't want to do this. People, I like people who come here for the subtleties. They don't come here for these big, grandiose adventures. They come here for like the little things we do. Basically, people go there to fuck robots and kill other robots. And then, there, I came and killed. I'm, it's very fucking primal. It's, it's primal as fuck. It is. It's just, that's all it is. And unlike the movie, they don't have the Roman times and the medieval times. Because if you, if you wanted a, a perfect blend, you would go to Roman world to fuck and then medieval times to kill. Um, I don't think they can call it medieval times. I think the restaurant would sue them. I think they could call it medieval world, though. I don't know. There's no movie or show based on it. Anyway, 
so William, like I said, is barely in the fucking episode, I guess. I didn't really realize till right now. Um, he's Jimmy Simpson. It's always sunny guy. You know, in Philadelphia. He hands Dolores um, the can, like Teddy did before in the last episode. I mean, she drops it when she's loading up her stuff, and then he hands it to her, and then they meet, and they have a little meet cute. And you're like, yeah, that's great. They're, they're, he's probably going to try to do something with her, and that's gross because she's a robot and he's not. And he's, like, literally falling in love. And I'm like, go, dude, too far, too far. Come on, dude, pull back. Pull out and pull back. <sighs> pull back your heart. You got to pull out your heart and spray it all over her, man. Come on. Anyway, the um, I guess that's the end of the episode, right? So until next time. No, um, go to LIWstudios.com. LIWstudios.com. Check out all the shows. They're all on there. Go look at them. Right when you go to the homepage, you see little the big-ass icons, and you just click on the show you want to listen to or watch. There's video shows. There's audio shows. There's a hair on my microphone filter. That was driving me nuts. That's the price of having three dogs. Anyway, that was just a little inside info for you for no reason. Go to Loitering in Wonderland on YouTube. That is youtube.com slash Loitering in Wonderland if you really want to type it into your little tube bar there. And subscribe. And rate review on iTunes at Stitcher. We're also on Satchel Podcast Player, but you're not going to fucking do that, are you? You're not going to do it. Go donate $1, $3, $10. That's what it says on their website to tell you. If you donate $3... I'll be a little mad. Just donate five if you're going to donate three. It's weird. Donating $3 isn't necessary. Anyway, guys, check out all those. And until next time, and in the meantime, so long, citizens of Westworld.